0: Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast A fucking misfire
1: Are you kidding? Oh to my three. god At their most desperate hour This is that part of the movie where you think the heroes are gonna lose Yeah, most yeah, movies but, they don't Yeah, but it's not lose. a movie You don't have some writer <laughs> That's
2: just like, oh well then they will go like this And everybody wins, everybody feels good uh, We just lost the dog with, uh, who cares Nobody cares about that <laughs> And the good characters triumph But no not when you play the game for real and grasping for a strategic advantage. God, some days I long for when I was
3: temping.
1: That was my job. <laughs> you don't mean that.
0: The heroes were able to
4: turn the tables. Two can play at this game. <gasps> Metro will step onto the hero plane. Tricky, oh, but. At what cost?
1: As that last bullet flies towards her, her eyes close, and she starts mouthing a prayer under her breath as she catches the bullet in her head and dies. (laughs) The adventure continues now. No one ever said that the road to 300 wasn't going to have a couple bumps along the way. (laughs) Nailed it.
2: (laughs) Just, Just crushed that open. Were you thinking about that the whole way here? No,
1: no, I just... I said it, but then I looked at you, and you were just laughing at me because of the <laughs> way that I just over-dramatized the same <laughs> <center. laughs> And then I laughed. It was Wait, fun.
0: Were, were the bumps on the road itself or on the road to get to the road?
1: On the road itself. Okay. The road to 300 is a metaphysical road. So no one ever said
0: the road to 300 it's was met- smoothly paved.
4: That's Wait, right.
1: It's a metaphysical oh. road? Yes. <laughs> Wait, where is
4: this road? <laughs> where is this road? What, I- road. what are we... <laughs> On the
0: road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait. So did I screw up? No one said there would be bumps. You said no one said
0: there. W- no one said there wouldn't be bumps on the road to three hundred.
1: Right. So that okay, was that so was wrong. No,
0: that's correct. I that might now. be wrong. It was know. just an interesting turn of phrase. Are
1: people even talking about the road? Maybe the, there's nobody mentioning the. I, it's hot
0: on social media right now. It's the, the biggest bumps. thing on TikTok. It's huge. That's they true. should be. It's a metaphysical road.
1: Matthew, have you seen the Road to 300 dance on TikTok? I haven't. Sweeping the nage. Unfortunately, I'm not on TikTok. Why haven't any of you showed it to me? Well, you're not on TikTok.
4: I don't need to see it on TikTok. I need, I need to see you all do
0: the dance.
1: Grant, do the right. Road to 300
4: All
0: right. Dance. Everyone pause. Uh, oh, wow. I, I have recently gotten onto TikTok because a friend of mine was like, yeah, it's awesome. I look up recipes, and I now torture Angel, because I put it on at like 11 at night, and then before I know it, an hour has passed of me watching these 15-second videos, (laughs) and it's one of those things where you're chasing a high. It's what I imagine uh, being addicted to crack must be like, because you'll see one that's really funny, and then you watch 10 more that you just go, meh, and then you see one more, and you're always looking for that one more.
1: Oh, I can't wait till TikTok goes the way of all those other shitty apps that have I just think disappeared. It will. Yeah. I
3: just don't have the attention span to watch an entire 15-second video. No, <laughs> it's too long. Yeah, it's going to go the way of all those other apps like Twitter and Instagram.
1: Well, do people still Snapchat? I don't, think, I don't hear anybody talking about Snapchat no more.
0: Snapchat made some bad strategic mistakes along the way that prevented them from becoming what they should have been. They're kind of like Skype not being ready for the pandemic.
1: Even. It was yeah. very hot when it was out, though. So maybe TikTok will just die, too.
3: Well, the main thing with Snapchat was they uh, invaded Russia at the beginning of fall.
0: Yeah. Ah. You don't land war in Russia during winter. <laughs> yeah. Never get involved it's in a, a land
3: war. It's a classic mistake. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? But they were obsessed with Napoleon and bettering him.
1: That's why they say you should study history, because if they had just studied history... You know, history doesn't
3: repeat, but it sure
1: rhymes, Troy. It sure <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> Nobody ever said the opening to this intro wouldn't have some bumps along the way. <laughs> I, for one, would
4: really like to unpack this metaphor for a moment. So if the bumps, I'm assuming, is that, you know, Dalgrith was killed uh, in a meaningless, unnecessary combat. Certainly not meaningless, but yes, go on. (laughs) Unnecessary combat? Nope, not unnecessary. Completely avoidable combat? Hey, isn't that a way to go,
1: Joe? It's like go against a badass Inquisitor? Wouldn't you rather die to an Inquisitor than, like, the hill giant backup? At first, I thought it was just
2: very hurtful
1: what Matthew said.
2: (laughs) And then I thought a little bit more about it, which I hadn't done. And the saddest part is that he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine if we hadn't gone down that ladder. It was a terrible place to die. (laughs) The fucking air sewer. Yeah, it's an air sewer.
3: Uh, we, he died in an air sewer. Uh, and we didn't
2: have to go into the air sewer. Really, there was no
1: reason to go. He died in a wet propulsion duct. <laughs> no, like, like imagine, a stormtrooper. I should have Bruce Wilson's character died in the vent. Yeah. And that was the end of the movie. Yeah. He, he
3: died like, in the airy colon of this facility.
2: <laughs> the moist hole. Right, the, the moist hole. No, we just left his body there to gently be eased out to, of the swing to be, to, be, yeah. to be gradually
1: peristalticized. Oh, it's so funny if the wind picked up and just, ah! yeah. <laughs>
5: No, no, no. no, no. no,
3: no. We, watch your, we watch your gold. Yeah. <laughs> carrying up and stuff.
4: You joke, but after we strip your body, I mean, I can think of no better way to alert our allies on the ground than to just dump your body with a note <laughs> strapped to it so that when it, when, it, when it falls and hits the earth and basically disintegrates into goo, the paper will survive that gives them the information about what we're up to. Right. Yeah.
2: There's a skies in it. I'll help. <laughs> Gather the so, pieces. Better send than. a 15-level
3: character, yeah, <laughs> character. That's
2: the, the thing that's so <laughs> irritating and so goddamn ridiculous. It's like, I already brought in a world-renowned beast slayer because it was like 12th level or something like that. Now we're 15th. You basically have to have like a king or like a king's right-hand man. (laughs) That is pretty much your only options in the entire world. It's like that's the level of character you need now. Like a George Clooney level fighting celebrity I, we could have an a-lister
4: we could have a
0: demigod like why limit ourselves yeah that would be cool it, it reminds me kind of of the last scenes in anchorman and anchorman 2 where the other news crews have a
1: battle and you're like oh my god that's will smith right what's happening here <laughs> where where are you at with all this joe are you at peace um yeah 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 i'm at peace We we joked about it for so long that we joked about one that people are going to start dying and two that it was always going to be Dalgrith first, Uh, but then it happened, and it was by like the skin of a roll, a couple rolls the other way. It didn't have to happen. It's always bad rolls. Yeah, I I think
2: that there's a really there's a good chance he could have he could have been all right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh yeah, he makes that first climb check, and is immediately sitting at an effective thirty nine AC. You know, then it's like, I mean, this that that Inquisitor was hitting a, a 45, so he definitely could have taken some hits, but I think there would have been some misses in there.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And even the negative levels and stuff like that, that's tough without a cleric, you know, if, if you consider the fact that I guess you can never leave once you enter this castle. So that might have been really brutal, but... I'd rather be alive with energy drain and like get that back eventually, you know? Yeah. Um, but I said it last step. I just, um, I'm just sad. I'm just sad. I'll be, I'll miss playing Dahlgren.
1: He was a fun guy. He's slowly becoming comic relief. Um, but now he's gone. And uh, let's be honest between now and the end. there's going to be, there's going to be some other deaths. There's just no way around him. All you got to do is have bad initiative, bad place. Who's going to scout now? Could have been anybody else scouting. It was Dalgrith, and that's what got him killed. Somebody's going to have to scout, and they're going to be the one that takes the full attack from a giant. But uh, he was a hell of a character. You you done good, Joe. (laughs)
2: He was terrible,
1: (laughs) but he was really fun to play. Well, the Road to 300 must march on. We must avoid these bumps, Matthew, as best we can, and navigate what remains of this lonely road. I want to take you into the imagination sphere to kick things off today. Oh, uh, were those the
4: lyrics from my country song, by the way? Sorry. It's, it felt very,
3: very country western, <laughs>
1: Very country. Well, I just, I listen to a lot of country, so it maybe just be seeping into me.
3: Is the road to 300 a dirt
5: road?
1: It's an old dirt
5: road where you drive a Chevy with a Bud Light in the console
1: with the music up loud, listening to the wind, thinking about a girl. There you go. That's a whole album. Yeah, I'm chilling on the dirt road, laid back, swerving like I'm George Jones. You like that, Matthew? It's great. Who's George Jones? Smoke rolling out the window, <laughs>
5: ice cold beer sitting in the console.
1: That's illegal. You like that? It's great. It might be. That might be illegal, but my rendition is not good.
4: <laughs> that's definitely what uh, what makes or break a copyright
1: law. It's true. You have to read it, the fine print, Matthew. Uh, that's Jason Aldine. Dirt Road Anthem. There, I gave him credit. Mm.
4: <laughs> Your uh, Honor, I would like to submit my performance was extremely poor, <laughs> and therefore is, does not constitute infringement.
1: Well, uh precedent was set in Plessy versus Ferguson. You're free. Uh, so, I can only remember like Plessy Ferguson, Ferguson Roe, versus Roe v. Wade, and uh, something against the Board of Education. Yeah, Can't Brown, Brown. Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> the Big Three, they call them. The big Three. Uh, imagination Sphere. Let's jump into it. I feel like we haven't we haven't hung out there in a while, and you know what? It's getting it's getting dusty. We gotta take take the old girl out for a spin. <laughs> Shake the dust off. Hey, that's another uh, country song. Shake the dust off. Anyways, Joe, can you give me like a... (laughs) Don't
2: say bouncy
1: C. Give me a bouncy C, but spelled S-E-A. Oh, Oh, a little some uh, some aquatic music. Oh, is that Uh, a C sharp? Yeah, give me a bouncy C (laughs) sharp. sharp. Oh, there she is. It's close. Yeah. close. yeah, it's not going to be right on. It's not right on, but it, it evokes sailing.
2: Oh, you were being literal. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> you, okay.
0: You want the Michael McDonald song? Uh, no, this is this no, what's uh, good. Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Yes. Cross, yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Um, this is good. This is getting me in the mood. We we're going to fade up on the deck of a sailing ship. A generous wind whips through the rigging, catches the sails, and propels this ship cleanly through the water. You can see the sun blazing out of a clear blue sky as we move along the deck, past the main mast, past the mizzen mast, and up to the aft castle, where two figures stand piloting the ship. At the helm, gripping the wheel with... Scarred green hands is the fearsome form of Rag Blood Tusk. Whoa. <laughs> Gladiator of Ergear and captain of the Chellish Devil. Hmm. That's By a name <laughs> I have not heard for a long
5: time. Long time. Long time. <laughs> no, he's not dead.
2: <laughs> not, <See>? not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Standing next to him, right by his side, is a younger half-orc with a tattoo resembling a seven-pointed star upon his cheek. Rag looks out ahead and smiles.
5: It's mornings like this that remind us why we go through all the trouble of staying alive, eh, Tog? The wind at our back spray of the river on our face and answering to no one but ourselves. <laughs> Aye, Captain, Tog replies
1: with a smile. A hatch suddenly opens on the deck and a familiar voice is heard over the snapping of the sailcloth. Captain, you best come down here. We follow the voice and see Halrix, <laughs> the full orc coxswain. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the helm, Captain, says Tog. Rag takes his hands off the wheel, and his expression changes as he's pulled away from his all too fleeting, carefree reverie. He works his way through the benches where the rowers would sit had the wind not been so favorable this morning, and comes to see Howrex standing outside of the cargo room he's awake she says really Rag replies clearly surprised I thought it'd be longer well let's see him then Rag starts to make his way past Halrix. Captain Halrix urgently puts a hand on Rag's shoulder be careful what you say his kind they aren't to be trusted I'll be right there in case he tries anything Rag looks at her for a long moment
5: Thank you, Harex, but I'll speak with him alone. It's a beautiful day out there, and we don't need the boys rowing this morning. Why don't you go above decks and take a moment to enjoy the morning? I hate the sunlight! Yes, of course you do. Well, you'll be leaving Tog all alone there at the helm, but I suppose he could
1: manage. Harex's expression changes ever so slightly at the mention of Tog. Well, I suppose I can go check on Tog, if you insist. I do. Now,
5: get out of this hold and get some fresh air. Aye, Captain.
1: We see Halrex's face as she turns from the captain and walks away, perhaps a small smile creeping into her hardened expression. We come back to Rag standing at the locked cargo door. You guys remember what this looked like? You know what? Let me jog your memory. Everybody me jump on rule twenty oh, real quick. Oh, whoa. 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 Does this ring a bell at all?
3: Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Oh wow. Well, this is I
4: believe this is the site of one of your most embarrassing defeats, Troy, right? It sure
1: is, Matthew. you yes! for remembering. It is the yes, exact is. site. <laughs> right? Right through that that cargo hole. Boom! The bowl blasted open. Gareon came out and a fight ensued right in this very room. This is like seeing an old friend. I know. Uh,
0: Years. Years of my life have just melted away as I saw this map of this stupid ship.
1: (laughs) Remember when the maps were this tiny? Oh, so small. Look at that room where you guys partied all night. So small.
4: I also forgot the the bilge the bilge level where we
2: fought uh, Malira. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bilge of Spies. Yes, Bilge, bilge of Spies. spies. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> a classic. It's a classic.
1: Oh, I love I love seeing this. Uh, I think so, it was so much simpler. Oh, it was level. a simpler time, right? <laughs> oh man. All you had to deal with was Saboteurs and Drakes. Yeah. <laughs> and River Sharks.
2: Yeah, crocodiles. Give me a crocodile please. <laughs> yeah. Over a 15th level inquisitor, <laughs>
3: giant inquisitor. <laughs> I are fighting animals. <laughs> like that's how long ago this was. It's the only just thing regular come... anim- we could just get, break into a zoo and just start fighting. <laughs> just whatever we find. Level up, <laughs> yeah. Alligator. That would be a good way to rack up some quick XP. <laughs> just like go into a zoo. Yeah, break into a zoo and just
2: fight <laughs> gor- gorillas and
3: lions and just like level up. <laughs> yeah. Just for good eight hours. You do out.
1: There's a second adventure adventure path that does exactly that. Oh no, it's the whole part. Oh, it's no. in the zoo.
0: How much XP are the baby orangutans? <laughs>
1: Oh, no, Not no. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so Rack, Rack is, imagine Rack standing right here, at this, uh, right outside this double door uh, where uh, the Gureon was kept. He's standing there and he, he inserts a key, turns the lock, slowly opens the door. And inside, it looks different from how we remember it. There's a motley collection of supplies, a, l- a large empty cage. That sits waiting there Perhaps to jail some unruly deckhands Or perhaps even a beast of terrible power Who <laughs> only rolls 20 A beast who started the uh, house rule That you have to confirm fumbles If you have multiple attacks Oh wow, that's right yeah. That's right Next to the cage Sitting on the edge of a makeshift straw bed Is a black-haired dwarf his clothes are stained with blood and his face though a swollen mass of bruises and cuts is easily recognizable it's Dalgreth, Deathbringer whoa what
5: you're a tough one I thought you'd be in the boneyard by now oh where am I? you're on my ship a chelish devil. We picked you up two days ago outside Ergir. We found you collapsed at the river's edge. Looked like you were in a hell of a fight. Aye... Uh, that it was. So what's a dwarf with your reputation slumming it this deep into the holds of Belkson? And without any token of safe passage, no less. My... Reputation You know who I am I don't know who the hell you are But a few of the boys said they call you the Deathbringer (laughs) Kill the The Reefclaw of Conqueror's Bay The Spider of Icemark The the Brass Golem of Ito Dolbrith just Doesn't say anything I was suspicious myself Until I saw you were carrying weapons worth more than the whole of my ship
2: and he, like, snaps up and, like, looks around,
5: like, realizing for the first time that he doesn't have his weapons. Uh, don't worry, I've got them locked away in my quarters. You'll get them back soon enough. So, is it true? Are you the Deathbringer?
1: I, I am. Rack just kind of eyes him up and down, nods solemnly, and sits down on a crate near Dograth. No longer towering over him. So, dalgriff Deathbringer is flesh and blood after all.
5: I am all too aware of that at the moment. Ha! But sometimes you forget, don't you? Aye, sometimes I do. I know how you feel. I may not look it, but there was a time, and this is going back many years, mind you, but there was a time I was the best pit fighter in all of her When I was at the top, every fight seemed easier than the last. I couldn't lose. And the fame, oh, the fame was intoxicating. Hearing your name spoken in the streets, chanted from the, the crowds, people falling all over each other just for a chance to touch your hand, I thought I was invincible. I forgot I was made of flesh and blood, just like everyone
1: else. Then I got this. And he, like, pulls down his shirt, and you see this long scar that runs from his collar right to sort of the area above where his heart is. Inches away from where you think the heart would be. I spent two months just trying to stand and breathe,
5: collapsing in pain. That's where I met Halryx, actually. She took care of me, nursed me back to health, just as she did you. And you don't... You don't fight anymore? No. While I laid in a shack outside the walls of Ergir, recovering, I thought about what I was fighting for. Fame, glory, riches. It seemed as I lie there fighting off death with every breath, a rather petty thing to risk my life for. Those Those are wise words, Captain. You remind me of Yorick,
2: my great teacher and friend. (sighs) Glory
5: fades, he used to say. Honor indoors. I'd forgotten that. Sick trends of glory, those are good words. It's not too late to remember them. Aye. I've been on this ship for many years, and I was in the fighting pits for half again as many, and I can tell you, fighter to fighter what I've learned from these two lives fighting for yourself will make you strong fighting for others will make you immortal. says your man Yurik says honor endures if I'm to fall while defending this ship or its crew then that is a death worthy of my life well I've come close before to die. But I've always come back from the brink, it seems. I uh, don't think I'm fated to die like this. Well, if half the stories are uh, half true about Dalgriff, Deathbringer, then heed the words of a pit fighter of Ergir. You keep fighting the things you fight, and you will die. Just make sure that you know why you're risking everything. You want to look forward when you walk into the boneyard, not back. Dalrymple just takes that
2: in for a minute and uh, just nods quietly. He's
1: just thinking,
5: "Where are you? Where are you taking me?"
1: And Rag looks at you and he feels like he got through to you, maybe, and uh, he said his piece. And so he stands up. He says, uh, what am I taking you to? The,
5: to the borders of Belkson? And there I must leave you, for we've got business to attend to on the river-esque.
2: We're well, getting out of Belksen,
5: that's, that's all I need. You have my thanks, Captain. Are you strong enough to walk, Dwarf? Uh, I think I can manage. All right, well then, come with me on deck. It's a day that will make you forget all the terrible shit in this world and remind you why life is worth living.
2: Right. Well, then lead the way.
1: And he'll follow him. So he'll lead you back through where all the rowing stations were. (laughs) where said, called, didn't Halryx call Lork like, you son of a bitch? Or like she was really mean. I can't remember, but it was funny and mean. And mean. And it got like, there was a moment where you were like, all right, all right, that's enough, yeah. Troy.
2: <laughs> uh, so he pulls you through there. Well, this is the, this is the location of the the No Pants Flute Dance. This yeah. is where Halryx was charmed right in this spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, Oh my God. Oh, I wish I could just, well, I can't go back and listen, but I wish I could remember it right now, just how clear it was like. I wish I could go back and listen. Yeah. If, only the, if only that moment was preserved
1: via recording some record device. of it. I, I, I think wish. what you're trying to remember is: she said, Would you like me to play my flute for you? And she said, I would love that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's
5: right. the memory I
2: was looking
1: <laughs> I
5: would
3: love that.
2: After she had been so on
5: yeah. mean so the on. whole time.
0: I think Baron asked her to play her flute once, and you just like slapped the door on.:
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh,
5: they're slammed.
1: Uh, so he takes you through where the rowing docks. Uh, rowing decks are rowing seats, and uh, you go up uh, to the deck, and you're greeted by uh, Tog and uh, his twin brother. Sharg has the uh, tattoo on the opposite cheek, Howricks and uh, this cook holding potatoes, named Goshnak. It's the crew. About their business, Rag and Dalgrith walk up to the bow of the ship and look out over the edge.
5: And Rag's like, So, Where are you heading next?
2: Dalgrith will just look out over the landscape, over the like the rolling hills of, of Belkson and see the uh, it's probably fires burning in the distance. It's just you know, sort of a, an unfriendly looking place, but beyond that there's a wall that's just being lit by the by the the dawn sunlight you know hitting the the wall of the Mindspin Mountains that just like sits behind all of it the snow-capped peaks and he just looks to that and just says somewhere different somewhere new
1: we close in on that look of hope in Dalbert's face and Transition to Dalgrith's lifeless eyes, deep within the propulsion ducts of Zephyr Hall. Nestor, Baron, and Metra stand over Dalgrith's body and over the bodies of four advanced phase spiders. And this Inquisitor of Zon Cuthon. Let's go back to the map. Take one last look. You may never see that. Hmm. No. Goodbye, Chalice Chalice devil. devil. Goodbye,
4: Chalice devil. Oh, look, the stables that need mucking. Uh, Yeah, the (laughs) stable (laughs) mucking. Stable (laughs) mucking. (laughs) Stable
5: mucking. Oh,
1: God. This brings back crazy memories.
4: I I can imagine. I I can picture... The room and the look on your face, Troy, when you looked over at Grant and said, How about you, Dwarf? How about you, Dwarf? Stable mucking,
1: Stable mucking." I was, when I was driving in today, I listened, I was trying to remember what everybody sounded like, so I listened to episode 33, which uh, yeah. we say right at the beginning, it's the Larry Bird episode. Now we say that for every, yeah, every, every instance of 33. Uh, instance of 33, it was Dick in a Boat. Skid to the intro um, And <laughs> and the title And yep. the title <laughs> And it was it was just when you guys had discovered That the uh, Someone had sabotaged the rail And so you were like wait a minute mm. this wasn't an accident Someone sabotaged this and Urag was like uh, I'm a new I'm a bit of a new Fisher I didn't know how to uh, but, but and you, it was just Crazy that was so long ago I know. Wasn't that like a, like a Exceptional role
4: from Grant on the engineering Check or something that let us figure that out I or think perception, so. maybe
1: that would have been the end of thirty-two because you go into thirty-three knowing that there's a oh, okay. saboteur. I think, and uh, it's the first time Gal- Galabrus gets to cook, and you you crushed your initial uh, cooking checks. Uh, oh, you're a very good cook. You've done very good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too
5: good, you'll steal my job from me. Oh man. Oh God. And he was the bad, bad guy.
4: <laughs> I think we called it in that episode. You're
1: like, well, that's the cook. It's always the cook. It's always the cook, <laughs> and I laughed and laughed to myself. <laughs> anyway, say goodbye to this. I'm never coming back. Uh, farewell, Bye. Nostalgia. Bye. farewell nostalgia. Farewell nostalgia. By boat. Nothing hits me harder than nostalgia. I that's know. why I love Christmas so much. Um. So let's go back here. Um, you're all standing over. I'll take the red X off of Dalgret's body for.
4: Of respect. Have a little respect. Uh, oh. Oh well, wait, I think he's back to life. I think you need to put the red axe back on.
1: I'll just put the snail symbol above. Him. <laughs> okay. He's a little slower today than usual. A <laughs> little tough to rouse. You see him laying there. And he came to you at a time when, like all the heroes that have joined your party, Baron, since you've been there, since the beginning, when you really needed him another dwarf, a fellow dwarf, someone that understood the plight. A hero, a famed hero, the way the Pembroke talked about him. And this is how he died.
0: Trusted advisor, able to always have mirth and kindness, even in the darkest hours, something Baron often loses sight of. Able to laugh while fighting
3: danger. Mid-battle, he'd be laughing. Yeah, Dalgreef was like a good
1: locker room guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Intangibles. Those yeah, intangibles. They lots of intangibles. Right. Not a great shooter or defender. Right. But good locker. He's like that. a Cliff Livingston.
0: <laughs> yeah. The chemistry guy that gets to, uh, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan talking to each other again yeah. after they get in the fight. <laughs> no, but <laughs> the good players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Only the best players
0: can do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Baron. Just as soon as the the Inquisitor of Zancunthon falls. Just his face sinks down and he looks 15 years older than he is. Mm. Maybe some gray you never noticed in his hair. It's very apparent as he pulls his hand through it and he just slowly trudges over. No! No! Dalgryth! Walks over. Attempts to maybe heal him but before he knows any better he, he can tell that the life has left him.
1: Remove the spell from here. Memory spells.
0: Just like Davros, never to be recovered. I'm I hope it feels good, try. I'm assuming
1: that was a cure. Serious? I'd like you to remove it. I <laughs> Don't think, metagame look, a game with cure light. I actually, you know they. I actually. Serious. I cast long shot on his corpse. <laughs>
5: <laughs> It is long a long shot, shot to bring yeah. him back
3: <laughs> That's why I did it That's why I did it. It's the Nick, that's Lo that's the Nick Lowe uh, yeah, way of casting spells <laughs> yeah, It is It's the longest shot of them all
4: It would be a long shot If this worked <laughs> so Oh I've got a
5: spell it. for it right here On my list It's called long shot
2: <laughs> uh, oh. Nick we love you buddy <laughs> I was about to forget the using
3: open clothes to close the uh, circulatory system when he's bleeding. I yeah, know. to stop just, s- to stop your ally from I bleeding. I just yeah.
4: emailed Nick and I was like, I I miss the days when you tried to make an argument that my circulatory system was a container.
1: <laughs> 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 oh God! Uh, oh God! But so, yeah, you don't know. So you 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 try two or three ca- cure serious. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like you're clear. No, you try it again. So, yeah, mark three on your sheet. Sure. <laughs> Push two milk names of heavy <laughs> And nothing. He's not even... <laughs> I'm going to try to cure Sirius. All of them! Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to cure moths! Use them! Damn it, man! I can see! Sis- I think he's about to come <laughs> back! Do spontaneous Casting, burn your other high-level spells! Scabble.
5: <laughs> Use Give. the grit! Dug. Dug. Use the rest of the grits! <laughs> the
1: grit! <laughs> Quick clear is <as> a order! <laughs> uh, nothing you try works. And Dalgrith Talvigate just lays there, dead.
4: Ugh,
0: you silly fool. I could have saved you. Why? Why do you think he wanted to stay, Metra? I saw you reach out to him when we teleported. He was a fool. Too pure for this world, perhaps. I could have kept a straight face if you hadn't I'm okay. sorry. You <laughs> called him a fool twice, and then called him too pure for this world. It was just... No, you're right. He 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 was an idealist. He seemed to find truth where it seemed murky to most, and that truth was often in battle. He marched forward, ever onward. Now I find us stuck in the awful bowels of this terrible castle. Not much hope. Us three moving on much further, but I don't know what else to do. Besides, uh, pick up the pieces and, uh, can we get him out of here, Metra? Do you think we can leave just to get out? I know it's crazy. I know this place is flying, but I it, it, I just want to do right by him. I just want to give him his due. I want to find him a place to rest. His weary bones. I have no ability to cast gentle repose. Well, maybe... Maybe we can put him in the room we're resting in with Renthal and and find a place for him when the
3: time's right. While this is happening, Nestor's hanging back, and he's hovering over the corpse of the Inquisitor giant. Just, like, kind of saunters up to her and pulls his dagger out of his belt. And ignoring the other two, he just kind of holds it up, tries to measure it right over her eye. Maybe as she's gurgling her last breath, and so that lets it drop as it pierces her eye and socketed to her brain. And he kneels down and into her ear. She says, "That's what you get for making me feel." <laughs> pulls the dagger out pulls the arrows out of the two holes punched in her armor and makes his way over to the others
2: add those arrows to your inventory done
4: (laughs) (laughs) do you think he had a death wish Baron so many times he threw himself so so brazenly into danger without even a care for his his health or well-being or safety.
0: We live longer than a lot of the small folk of the world. We don't even come of age until we're about 50. It's towards the end of most people's lives. Humans, I mean. But I think he knew, as an adventurer, as a warrior, that his time was short. And what days he had that word numbered, he needed to pack in as much living as he could. And boy, howdy did he. Damn it. He danced across those battlefields, getting into places he shouldn't climb on top of who knows what. Five times his size. Laugh the whole way. And shove his dagger in the side of their throat and I watched him fall and you know what? I laugh with him. He seemed like he'd live forever. But I think he knew. Damn it. I've seen this too many damn times. This is where it ends, Metro. I'll tell you that. I told your daughter that. I tell too many people I'm going to help save them and then this happens. I don't want it to happen anymore. And all I know is he's given me what I needed to move forward one step at a time with courage in every goddamn step until Volstis falls. It won't happen again, and if it does, it's happening to me. And that's all I want to talk on that point, damn it. Takes a swig of whiskey out of his pocket.
4: Rest easy now, Dogriff. I hope you find many battles in the life to come.
1: You um search the room kind of uh perfunctorily. Just you're so used to let's search the corpses, see if we find anything of import. There's nothing on the uh phase spiders. Um, Really? (laughs) Side note, as you're climbing up the chain, there's something like a 25% chance, maybe less, uh, that one of the phase spiders phases to existence while you're climbing the chain. And I was rolling those percentiles. Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. And it just comes, uh, attacks you, possibly grabs you, and pulls you into the ethereal plane. And just one attack uh, And you didn't, uh, it didn't happen But I was rolling those percentiles Wow It would have happened to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happened I'm shocked. Sure. Well, Baron was one of the ones that was first up there But you were flying So it was only, yeah, only Dalgrith would have been in danger um, So yeah, obviously they're not carrying anything The Inquisitor of Zonkuthon Has a spiked chain Which is not magical Magical armor Uh, a magical potion and one of those cloud engineer badges. So now you'll have two of those. Okay. Um, Save you some castings of uh, air bubble. Um, And that's it. Magical potion, magical armor. Spellcraft? Yeah. Uh,
4: That is a 20...
1: it is a potion of cure serious wounds and pour action. it down Dogbert's mouth. <laughs> 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 nothing nothing happens. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, the cloak. Uh, excuse me. Not the cloak. The um, breastplate has has a familiar feel uh, as you lift it, and it almost seems to shimmer in and out of existence right before your very eyes, as it is a plus one etherealness breastplate. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Very cool. On command, the ability allows the wearer of the armor to become ethereal once per day. Wow! You can return. You can remain as ethereal for as long as desired, but once you return to normal, you can't become ethereal again that day. So standard action become ethereal.
4: Damn, it's kind of useful to hide and wait for some unsuspecting PCs to pass by.
1: Yeah. So she phased in as the spiders did. She used her etherealness. She a, couldn't do it again. She couldn't do it again. Uh, I, I thought about having her just be around the corner and then come in and surprise as the spiders surrounded you in this intersection so that she could go ethereal and disappear or disappear and have just Metro chase her. But I thought I'd in that bridge, and that that, have her makes, just run. that makes her like the leader of a spec ops military team with
0: these trained spiders. Like she has special equipment and has adapted to like these
1: trained attack dogs, basically. And that's crazy. Yeah, and why? You know, you, as much why as you here? say, what are they why protecting? As much as you say, yeah. Dalgrith died for no reason, and this was stupid. Like, why are these people down here? Yeah. Yeah. What?
3: do you do? Yeah, this is what I think Nestor makes the point. Is, is, uh, I don't mean to interrupt. there's a very emotional moment. But my curiosity is piqued as to why these, this particular group would be down here in the fucking sewers of this place. What were they, what were they uh, trying to keep us from? It's a good question.
4: Uh, maybe, maybe let's return Dogrith's body up. We can just Go up through one of the hatches into the engine room and leave him there and then keep searching? Sure. I mean, actually, I, I should hold on. I'm very, very hurt. And I need yeah, to so. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, we're all bleeding
4: badly.
0: <laughs> Let's take one moment to heal. So that'll take up all of the remainder of one of our final wands. We have one wand <laughs> remaining with 50 <laughs> charges left for Baron. Uh, I believe Metro is down around 70. Nestor was down around eighty. Baron was down one hundred thirty-one, oh. uh, which is why he was on death door as well. And uh, use some scrolls there because scrolls they do they do feel like they should be kind of an out of combat thing, uh, easier to to use post combat rather than waste an action pulling one out and then casting it. Mm. Unless it's for remove paralysis. It's true. Those are that is something I do not uh, have the capability of uh, casting uh, without the out of scroll. So, um, yeah, we were, we were healed up. And, uh, you know, I, I like that idea, as as both Grant and Barron, of figuring out the significance of why these people would be down here. Hopefully there is a good reason. And uh, we can provide some degree of justification for going down here outside of just treasure lust.
1: Shedding a, a, a team member. <laughs> So, all right, we'll say you bring Dalgrith up to the engine room and stow him away safely um, near one of the pipes. Uh, Um... You accidentally lean him against one of the burning plates and it just scars to his already dead face. And you're like, ah, damn it, damn it. We don't realize for a second. He's just like, do you smell that? What is that smell? <laughs> burnt dwarf. Oh, God.
0: Um, Sounds like an egg hitting a hot plate.
1: <laughs> burnt hair because his beard is all gone. You're like, shut up. And so you lay him down on the pipes. Uh, and then you go back to the intersection I just
2: want to you- take a minute. Okay. Can I have a, can I take a minute? I just want to thank Grant for being a fucking good player and a good dude. And the rest, of you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. He
3: had an actual like good emotional scene.
5: I said, exactly. I said
2: a couple of nice things. about You, you. did. You did.
3: You uh, didn't cry though. Grant cried. No, yeah. Cry.
2: Grant cried. And, uh, I didn't Basically cry. made me cry. And then, uh, as usual, Troy just was like, this is all going really great. And then he just pissed on it.
1: <laughs> here's why. I, here's, I waited till you healed.
2: <laughs> here's why
4: I didn't cry. It's your own fault. I could have saved you. Metro probably is emotional. Matthew is. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew feels way less sentimental about this.
2: Well, if you want to get into it, I'll fucking get into it. I think that we could have. I think if you teleported me out of there, it, he'd be alive for sure. Um, but I think there's a decent chance that Nestor would be dead. Now, that is a trade uh, you've made clear multiple times you'd want to make. Because uh, you've told me privately How much you hate Nestor But uh, I did not feel That Dahlgrave Would want to leave him out uh, to, to hang with four spiders And the main uh, I'm going to call her a boss Because I died to her So I'm going to keep Calling her a boss uh, Well she but, was in charge Of the spiders oh, I forgot yeah. to tell
3: you Her yeah. so name
1: was uh, Volstus, Inquisitor of <laughs> Oh shit oh, <laughs> You buried the lead <laughs> uh, All right, so you're back down at that intersection. You know, you went around and around and around. You saw various, uh, these, these ducks leading off in every which direction. They all seem to turn, um, as you came up this final, uh, edge of the square, you've now stood there long enough to have looked around and see that it just wraps in a perfect square. Um, but for example, right, right where you're standing leads further to the south and then there are other passageways uh, behind you that lead to the south, three of which, in fact. And then if you go back north, there are some going east, west, north. Um, what are you thinking? What, what is your stealth,
3: Baron?
0: Uh, Baron's stealth is at a plus 17. Okay. Yeah, why don't
3: we just... I mean, we can't scout now, obviously. So we'll just all... I think we just stay in a group. Yeah and just try to quietly make our way down these passages we're all still
0: extremely stealthy
4: yeah yeah
3: so we'll just creep down these halls until we find something interesting
0: and we're thinking southeasterly because that's where we ran into this person yeah
3: whatever's yeah yeah whatever's closest to where she popped up i would think is the most likely to be something interesting regularly checking for traps yep And maybe, maybe this is something
0: that you can see etherealness, right, Metra? I can constantly see etherealness. So maybe we can follow webs, like a... Like a yeah. trail of breadcrumbs? Is that something possible, Troy? Or do, are there webs every which direction?
1: Um, there are The webs don't seem to have any pattern to them. Um, you see one up uh, towards the end of this coming intersection, for example. Uh, and then if you were to look around the corner, you see another one up to the north a little bit. And then in this room, um, there was one back... Um, You know, about 40 feet or so. Kind of like where you guys were clumped up um, as you took down the Inquisitor. Um, So yes, you can see those now.
3: Well, we're standing at the intersection of the easternmost southern pointing corridor. Why don't we just go down this one? Great. Uh, And
0: Baron's going to go ahead and walk in his offhand with the broom of flying because we get a sense that this is attached to the engine room and might shoot out into a propulsion duct at any time. It's just an extra precaution. Um, so um, it looks a little odd, like he's here to clean out these air sewers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's a
1: reason. There's a there's a. Chim Chimaru <laughs> Baron is now played by Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, all right, Baron, you want to stealth up there, walk up there, broom up there? Yeah, well, I'll stealth up there. Uh, let me give you the roll. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, 36. Oh, Okay. Uh, so you are able, uh, to stealth up there. Uh, you think you are pretty quiet. How far can you see in, uh, dim light? I'm capable of seeing forever in dim light and dark light at 60 feet. Right. Dark okay. at Six feet. Well, here it's going to be darkness because you're getting further away from that light source provided by the, uh, the glow of the engine room. So 60 feet, uh. That's going to be perfect. When you reach the edge, you see something right at the edge of your vision, around the corner. Roll a perception check. Uh, uh, do, 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 sorry about that. Oh. 35. 35 looks like some white creature, maybe there's several appendages but it's not moving white creature it's a polar bear (laughs) it's lost how much does a polar bear weigh
0: Is there a knowledge that I could attempt to check with what I see? Is it close enough for that? I don't know, but it's enough to break the ice. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I got polar bear. bear. (laughs) Uh, Can I roll a knowledge check to determine what this multi-limbed creature
1: is? Um, Yeah, you you don't really see enough of it to uh, get a sense. It's right at the edge of your vision, so if you move a little further in, you might be able to see a little more... Metra, I
0: see something. I'm going to move forward. And, and I'm doing that also
1: because Metra
0: has a, a wider a, a array of uh, knowledges.
5: Oh, yeah.
4: Can
0: I just peek out from
4: behind the corner?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I'll stand Well, Bear and I will switch places. We'll grab hands swing. and do do
0: and... You use another casting of that thing to switch places when <laughs> <laughs> we're five feet next to each other. No, <laughs> I, I've done it twice per day. I can only do it twice per day. So swing your partner round and round, do do Metra's now looking down the corridor. Is she able <laughs> to
1: see more? Or does she need to move forward? All right. So, just at the edge of your vision, you saw this whitish creature, maybe multiple appendages, uh, but you can't see more. So, Metra takes a peek around, and Metra, you are able to see the whole show.
5: <gasps>
3: what the fuck is that?
4: Is that a phased spider skeleton?
2: It is a Dark Souls boss. Oh my it god, it Holy
1: is! Holy shit! It does appear to be some sort of spider. Not necessarily the face spider, but you don't really know. Uh, because it is uh, a skeleton. A skeletal version of a spider. Wow. H- is, this, huge is it dead, creature. or is it, does it appear to be resting? It's not moving, um, you know, If this was uh, Not a fantasy setting You'd be like Oh it's dead It's a skeleton But This is a weird fantasy story You don't know <laughs> Alright So what Shit gets weird in this Shit story. gets weird Metra is Skeleton's going walking to Skeleton's <laughs> Metra's going to
4: cast ghost sound On the far end of the corridor Nice okay. Great use of the can't
1: trip So you cast ghost sound What is the sound? Caw <laughs> The giant spider skeleton does not move. does not tilt its head or anything. Nestor knocks a single arrow and fires it into it. When have you rolled a hit? Uh, natty 18. Alright, so it's one of the eyeball leg bones. <laughs> Nothing. No sound. No movement. Does the leg bone
2: break or react to it in some way, or does the uh, arrow get wedged into the gets wedged bone? Wedged right into the bone. Also, s- spiders don't have bones. No, no they written. don't. So, so it's kind of like uh, it a looks. It looks like a bunch of femurs, like placed into spidery-like legs. Yeah, like, it looks like human bones.
3: It's like some sick-minded artist assembled this giant spider
1: out of bones. It looks to be some sort of exoskeleton of a giant spider.
3: Okay, so
0: it's not bones; it's yeah. just exoskeleton. Detect, yeah. tech magic. Um, I am within sixty feet. You know what? My uh, best friend Emma grew up raising turtles and tarantulas, and they would take the shed skin of their tarantula and scare people. You know, they'd put it on the side. Oh, and it's just the the like kind of like a June bug how they'd leave behind their uh their their shed skin so. Maybe this is leading us to the mother of the brood of spiders that we just fought. You do detect
1: magic coming from the direction of the exoskeleton. All right, let's let's approach cautiously. Cautiously.
0: Okay. We're still stealthing there in case there's something
1: else. Yep. You start to approach Baron, now leading the charge. Uh, give me some stealth rolls if you're all going together. Uh, natural two. Twenty. Uh,
0: forty-five for Nestor. Twenty-five for Baron.
1: We walk up. Baron in the front. Nestor, about fifteen feet behind, Metro behind him. And Baron, you... Put up your hand to hold off Nestor. Cause you realize inside of the exoskeleton of this spider is a bomb. What? <gasps> and we'll see an exit. Oh, no! oh my god!
3: That's the most surprising thing to find in a giant oh, my dead god. spider. <laughs>
5: Oh, man. Now
4: we know what to put down through the moon door.
5: (laughs) The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and
2: is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.